Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 56, and I'm joined by Tommy Amber Peary, who's been in a bunch of my stuff, including The Go-Getters and How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town, as well as TV shows like Killjoys and Bitten, as well as Stephen McCarthy, who was on shows like Crawford and just won a Canadian Screen Award for Mary Kills People, as well as films like The Steps and Picture Day, as well as Jessica Greco from the award-winning short film Jessica Jessica, as well as The Animal Project and the TV show People of Earth. And last but not least, Mr. Peter Harvey, who is a producer of indie films like Pretend We're Kissing and Picture Day. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. All right, we're sitting down to watch Postcards from the Edge. I'm Jeremy. I have seen this film a couple times. I'm Tommy Amber Peary, and I have seen this film about 50 million times. I'm Jessica Greco. I have never seen this movie. I'm Peter Harvey. I have also never seen this movie. I'm Steve McCarthy, and I have also never seen this movie. Yay! Three versions. Three versions. That's Mm. more versions in one room that we've had ever. I've never been in the room that many versions. Uh, let's recover from that. <laughs> so you've, I mean, let's go through these guys. Is this a movie that was ever on any of your radar, or is this something that you've never heard of? I've never heard Do of it. Do you remember the title of it? No. I'm slurring, but I'm only drinking coffee. <laughs> it's, really it's got hard. a lot of bourbon in it, though. <laughs> it's really hot in here. Um, I have, I don't remember. Postcards. From the Edge. From, yeah. Yeah. That's what And you don't know what it's about? Nothing. Do you know what it's about? No idea. Do you know what it's about? I know, I know it's a Carrie Fisher-ish. Yes. But it's sort of in the same, my parents took me out of the house when it was my brother's 15th birthday one time and we went to see Out of Africa. I was like eight. With Meryl Streep? Yes. Uh-huh. So the, the, those two movies, I'm, I'm sort of, it was they a really awful experience. Yeah, because I thought I was going to a movie with my parents to do something fun, and then we went to see it Well, I was just more So these two movies are glommed together in my mind, together, yeah. right. even though I know it's about... Right. I think the only thing that's fun to know in advance about this movie yeah. is the Carrie Fisher thing, mm-hmm. which is that she wrote it, yeah. and it's kind of autobiographical. Very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about, it's about her relationship with... With her mother. Who plays... Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine. You two are really cute. You should take yeah, this back down the road. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of fun to know going in, mm-hmm. just that it's very autobiographical. Um, other than that, we shouldn't say too much. Yeah. But, um, I've just killed it. What do you, do you know? You don't know anything about the movie at all, then. So you just know Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's in it. Yes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> We've already ruined it. We've Meryl already Streep's said too much. much. We don't. I don't know anybody else. Yeah, Those let's not say too closer. much. It's my favorite film, and I hope everybody feels the same way after. I want to ask you why no your pressure. favorite, but I feel like we should wait until after. Why, what, what are you looking at? My okay. frizzy hair? No, you I just noticed at... you have this little thing on your glasses, and I thought it was. I didn't know if it was tape or not, but it's what? a design thing. It's my glasses. I know. I've seen your glasses many times. Um, it's a radio you? show. It's super. I want to say that this is my third time doing this. And it's my second movie that involves Shirley MacLaine. So, so I think that I'm connected to Shirley MacLaine in the past. Or you don't like her. Or I, no, no, I love The Apartment. <laughs> it's true. And so now yes. I'm back for a later version of mm-hmm. Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. It's true. You get, a, you get the, the senior version of mm-hmm. Shirley MacLaine in this. Mm-hmm. Sort of the Mommy Dearest version. I don't know, actually. Mm-hmm. That's the story. That's pretty it's accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the, way that, the way that I came upon Postcards from the Edge at one point, I think 
I was going through a Meryl Streep kind of like let's watch her entire filmography and this is one of the little nuggets that it wasn't very popular I don't think that you could get it I had to order it mm -hmm. from I think I don't know oh, I, you could, I don't know if it was like blockbuster era or whatever but I remember having trying to special acquire order. a special order the DVD because it's one of the films that most people haven't seen um, but it's a I kind of like that it's a little bit more niche in that it's more of a gem yeah it's yeah I, it was a movie that kind of slipped by me and I didn't know about it until Zoe Palmer insisted I watch it because uh, it's her favorite film as well uh, and I think it's a very actor well, I mean it's a movie about the show, show business oh um, so don't say too much because I don't know why well, is it was autobiographical Carrie Fisher she's in Jerry yeah, Reynolds yeah um, that's anyway but but so that's the reason could I want it could be just a mother and daughter story you know just yeah, a, yeah, it was just a happy true. those Fair are always enough. happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super happy mother and daughter <laughs> story where nothing goes wrong at all in terms of endearment it's rainbows and kittens <laughs> yeah. Yeah. rainbows and kittens for an hour and a half no so um, wait why so why was it something that you wanted to have shared in this context um I I want everyone to see it uh, and I wanted to watch it on the big screen. I haven't watched it here at Jeremy's little Oasis Utopia movie land. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I want to watch it here. This is more yeah. of a selfish venture. I don't know who any of you are. Tommy could have cared less. My like, name was Virgin. Three yeah, people up You're like, well, other more people are coming. I'm like, really? I was like, well, that's kind of the point of the podcast. I mean, people that haven't seen it, she's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, begrudgingly, she let me invite all of you. Yes. Thanks. The only uh, other thing that I think that you need here at your studio is a fucking washroom. Oh, fair. You know? I got a bucket in the corner. Do you actually? Yeah. Do you have a, a what do they call Squatty it? Squatty potty? Squatty potty potty. I, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, it's just one. You gotta do both in the same. It's, uh... What? You poop? I think we should start washing the all right. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, we just finished. Oh, so <laughs> is everyone farting now? <laughs> that was the deck of cards. That was the small tanner sex terms. <laughs> Our board game. Uh, so thoughts. I loved it. We're <laughs> Sorry, was that you, you looked at me and said so were. thoughts. No, so. I uh, I really liked it as well. I definitely wasn't expecting that. You weren't? either. No. no. I no. thought someone was going to die. It was going to be latent. It was going to be a bunch of friends in a beach house where someone died and they well, all Well, because of it. how the film opens, were you guys misled once that little plot twist happened? No, kind of saw it. You did? Yeah, yes. yeah I kind of like, saw it. I've seen it so many times, but it's, it's obvious to you. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was like, okay, this is mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Bad Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. no, she's not doing this. Well, Peter, you're for, you said vocally right after the opening, you're like, that's an interesting way to open a movie. Or that's a great way to open a movie, I think. You're, it was positive. Yeah, just for the, like, the, the grandiose scale of it, you're like, the helicopter coming in at the long one shot, which yeah. I liked. Um, and, and all the way to Gene Hackman. I was going to say, Gene Hackman's Gene Hackman phenomenal. Yeah. I was going to say, Gene Hackman's, that, like, opening scene for, with him is amazing. Yeah, and then you don't see him again for another hour and a half. Yeah. Or however long <laughs> you it is. You forget he's in it. Mm -hmm. They he also disappears. don't overplay in that first scene. They don't They don't really go like, oh, she's obviously messed up. I like that. The, mm -hmm. She just sort of disappears into her room. It's kind of like, it feels, yeah, it feels kind of real. And so yeah. by the time Gene Hackman is on it, you're like, busted, and I didn't even know what's happening. What's so subtle is that the little moment where the sound guys just like make that reference yeah, yeah. to their nose, and then Gene Hackman, you can just see There's his face, moment. and he just knows. Mm -hmm. That everyone knows. And, it, and it's really great because they had that really sweet moment just a minute ago earlier. And, mm -hmm. and, and then he turns on her so quickly. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just got a really strong sense of history, right? Which mm -hmm. is really, really nice. 
Yeah. Um, there's so many. I mean, the film is just full of cameos. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if some of them were even as big a deal then. Yeah. I mean, Oliver Platt probably was not was not a cameo. I mean, there was Rob Reiner would have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Annette yeah. wasn't. Yeah, that looks like just like a young Annette Benning getting well, more of she a first She got big billing. She's fourth billing. She was like... Right. She's yeah. only in one scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess so. But that said, when you look at is it... Is that after Grifters? Is that like after her Oscar nod? Because mm. if Grifters was the end of the 80s, this is 90, we This saw? is around the same time. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, the, but you got to think about it. Even like Dennis Quaid gets third billing, but really, but really it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He's probably the third biggest character in the movie. He's amazing. He's crazy. He's awesome in the movie. He's yeah, I say so as we were weird. watching it, whenever I see this era Dennis Quaid, it makes me want to watch Inner Space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's a, you like it, But he was vile. Like he was really strange and very like believably Slimy awful. Slimy and yeah. creepy yeah. and But but you know, like the the romantic scene, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be feeling right now because you're looking to to Meryl Streep as he's saying all these things, and she's falling for it. So you you're see like, it if happening. Meryl Streep's yeah. buying it, then but she's cutting it apart. Okay. Like part of her is, is mocking him, making fun of him, but she's also wanting to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you she know? was so guarded, right? And then he basically he 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 turned her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. scene. Yeah. When she follows, when he follows her off the set, and and sort of reveals himself as the guy that dropped her off at the hospital and is just trying to charm her so badly. It's this sickening feeling because you know he's a nightmare human being, but you can you can see exactly why she's going to fall for him. Like, yeah. it, it's written all of, before he even kisses her. It's like, oh, see, she's screwed. I don't, she's completely I don't screwed. I know if I knew that. I was like, really? oh, but you know, it's set up for the romantic it, part of the movie. Oh, interesting. And you guys laughed at it. There's a great clue in there. When the set pulls away, the house pulls away, yeah. and it's like this is not real. Yeah, yeah. it's the movie te- letting it reminding us everything you're seeing is all facade, and it, it's just it, it, the timing of that is just so perfect that I want to I want to believe Mike Nichols planned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it is such there's so many great small details in the background. You guys noticed something I had never noticed: the the Freddy Krueger at the craft truck. Yes. That's so Amazing. funny. Yes. We were I like, saw you jump, and I was like, yes, that's, was like, that's that, real. Is that Freddy Krueger getting craft? And is there like a horse? You said you saw a horse kick Yeah. Something? The she horse wa- kicked another, another horse. horse. When she pulls up at Dennis Quaid's house to confront him. And just and gets out of the car and is walking. These two horses fight. It's interesting, because that's another big oneer. So you got to imagine yeah. that that was just a happy accident. Well, and I, by happy accident, horses should not kick other horses. But... A, a random thing that they just went, oh my god, I can't believe that happened in the background, but this is the best take. Well, it's yeah, also yes. a great... They can feel Meryl Streep's anger. It's yeah. foreshadowing <laughs> to the fight she's about to go have with yeah. Dennis Quaid, where she yeah. just winds up and fucking back kicks I, I want to believe that it was a happy accident and they weren't forcing a horse no, to no, kick no. another oh, horse. No, 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 no. It was no. just a horse sitting there it's and got, was like, yeah. screw off. Like, I think yeah. the thing that was the most uh, present for me was I don't think I've seen the film since... Debbie and Carrie uh, yes. have have passed on, like die, like that fucking. Oh right, they, they die a year apart. They, no, no, months days, apart. Days, months a couple apart. days. Days. Right, right. Like it was yeah, a week or right. two. It was in the same Carrie week. Died, yeah, and then it was. And like then a Debbie, week. Yeah. and it was a testament to. I mean, obviously they had to be like a turbulent up and down relationship their entire life. It was. It was. I think it was toxic, but in. Didn't they live next door to each other or something? They were best friends. Like, yeah. they needed each other. Yeah, I, I did they not a, expect they that from the movie. Yeah. I didn't the realize it was going to yeah. be so sympathetic uh-huh. to the uh-huh. mother character. Yeah. yeah. Well, because she has so many great scenes where she's just awful. Their performances are unbelievable. Yeah, Shirley McLean's a beast. Yeah. That scene on the, 
It twirls. It twirls. That's what she does best, yeah. though. That is like that is you give uh-huh. Shirley MacLaine a big broad character like that. Uh-huh. Like in what is it? Is it Steel Magnolias? As well, she just she'll just burn the house down. But she also plays it so, so grounded. Like she knows when like those moments are so calculated, and they don't feel like it's just she's just so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Know? She was really much more of a believable human being than I kind of think that if you made that movie today, it yeah. would it would it would amp that relationship mm-hmm. up or something like that. Like I did feel their friendship right from mm-hmm. the start, mm-hmm. and I kind of kept thinking, oh, well, when's it gonna get mm-hmm. really bad? Mm-hmm. But she was. I like she really believably felt to me like mm-hmm. someone who's at home, you know, sort of trying to deal with her daughter. It'd be amazing to remake it today and have Meryl no, Streep have Meryl Streep play the Shirley right, MacLaine right, role. Right. Oh, well, I don't think that would happen just because of Debbie. Anyway, but I hear what but you're saying. Right? I, that's the only way I'd want to yeah. see it done is yeah. to see that yeah. swap and see how what she does with that role. Mm. It would be interesting to do that. Well, That's the only circumstance yeah. under which I want to see it redone. I wish the movies were still who, like that. Like there was something that had a very yeah. who's the casting for the, uh, uh-huh. the daughter who plays Meryl Streep, uh, who plays her daughter, her daughter Mamie Gummer will play her daughter in the recasting. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, but could she? I don't know. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. I realize. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just saying that, like, I wish that films, like, still had that kind of essence or aesthetic. Like, that was this a blockbuster film, albeit wasn't massively... I don't think it was huge, huge in, the, in its time. Actually, you know what? I could I feel like there were nominated, I think there was not. Like, there were noms. I don't know why. I don't care about that. But anyway, but... I feel like if this movie was made today and if it was a blockbuster, there'd be this glossy kind of sheen to it. Sheen to it. And there's the, the, the grittiness of this uh, uh, that it's about, I don't know. It would I be packaged it so if they made yeah. it today. It would yeah. have like a catchy one line yeah, sum up yeah. and it would that would be yeah. it. I wonder if no, that's I haven't true. seen Lady Bird, but I wonder what it, how it's I've seen Lady Bird. I saw Lady Bird yesterday. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. With my is mother. It, is there similar oh, wow. themes? Um, the mother daughter thing. thing, yeah, of course. But sure, yeah, like I guess it's not exploring famous they're, people. Like yeah, they're, I it's think, not exploring ish substance or anything like that. Um, it's this movie has a real undertone of competition in it. Like there, there's this feeling that whether they say it or not, they they put themselves in a position where they feel like they're competing with their mother or their daughter. Well, that's that final argument. Lady Bird. No, 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 this okay. film where that does not exist in Lady Bird. Yeah, there's that great line here where um, Meryl Streep says, "Oh yeah, I know what, what you're going to say. What, 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 we can't compete against each other. What if one of us won? What if one of us won? There's so, so many great lines so in this good. movie. Yeah, I love how many times they just stayed on like a like a two Moment. shot. Yeah, like just long takes. Like well, that, that's Michael Nichols, right? Yeah, I that. love that though. I love it lets Meryl Streep do all that amazing, like idiosyncratic mm-hmm. work that she does in that terrible scene with Quaid. It's just a two shot mm-hmm. the whole time. This like close up two shot, and they're in profile, and it's a nightmare, but it's so good. I always love the scene when she wakes up at rehab when she has that weird dream, and then she wakes up, and it's this the reaction, the moment. <laughs> The, yeah. the thing that happened it was like I remember when I first watched it being so fascinated by that performance it was just so good mm-hmm. and rewinding it and rewinding it and just seeing like every single moment of how that came to be it was she's just so good well she doesn't have to rush anything when you yeah. shoot like that you can just sort of take your time yeah which oh, rarely you get to do yeah you're just soothing nice that shoot. dog oh there's a dog the, here and, and you know at the same time I have to say that as, as this movie kind of got going I was like I I can't believe this is a Mike Nichols film because some of the things felt so strangely awkward, and some of the, like the 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 scene with that great two shot of the mom when they're in the with the with the 
the manager, the business manager. Yeah. Oh god. And then the I was like, did they never get a take of that guy in a medium? They, every time oh, they come, yeah. out, it was so like close. close up. I was like, was who who else was doing coke while this movie was being made? It <laughs> felt like to me the filmmaking of it sometimes felt very strange. For the first little while for me to get used to. And I was yeah. like, what a weird choice. Like, what a, Especially com- comparing the last time I was here watching The Apartment, where yeah. every single thing is so perfect, and Shirley MacLaine's performance is so... This one felt like, whoa, what's happening? This is random. Like, why is it like a Twin Peaks shot of this business true, there was some weird, speaking like, directly? There was like, maybe they cast a real manager and this guy's done a perform. I don't know. Or is it that they're sort of doing the thing where she's weaning herself off drugs and sort of like as she gets more sober, things get less strange. Yeah, I think that I would have to imagine that that shot was intentional or that that manager was so imposing on her life that it did feel close and it did feel uncomfortable. And he seems. You know? I, 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 he I like, like to believe that, but I, but that, I feel that, like they just didn't get the shot of him. In no, the I think shot. I think it's just a fluke. That scene is just a fluke where just the visuals are just not don't match the rest of the movie. That maybe, was like or that Aaron maybe it's a pickup. No, weird. No. Like, he was that a weird actor too. No, well, Cameron Crowe was in the movie. You guys. <laughs> I was. Gonna, there's a lot of people and John Goodman. Yeah, I, 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 I had John Goodman bogey <laughs> in amongst the Teamsters. You guys kept on thinking it was the camera assistant was the AD. I thought was Cameron Crowe. There was just was so many AD? cameos at that point that felt like natural. Yeah, why would yeah, it be? Yeah, Cameron Crowe chose this to be his, <laughs> his movie cam. It passes the Beckdale test. I bet you Mike yeah, asked if he'd do it. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Well, one would hope when it's just a, when the two leads are both women. You'd be surprised. Oh, I <laughs> No, but I just mean given the, na- the, the nature of the movie is a better mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. You, yeah. you would hope that. that I'm sure there are mother-daughter relationship movies out there that do not pass the Bechdel test. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could be sure. wrong about that. Maybe there's no. All, there's no. There's uh, that's a real thing. No, no, no. But that that this one passes it because there's a whole, there's certain things that that you have to adhere to, right? Like that. Anyway, you have to have uh, two female characters that have a conversation. Not about a not guy. about a man. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's a surprisingly no. not hard test to like pass. Really, there's only a few scenes where they really. I think the only man there's they ever talk about. I is, think guideline though. Yeah, in this movie particular, there's only. The, I think there's only one or two scenes where they are talking about a man. You know, the rest of it's about so much and more. You know, there's that great, that amazing scene where Shirley MacLaine throws the party mm-hmm. for her daughter, but really for herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she tosses her skirt up in the air at least twice, like not up over her head. But then they make mention of that she did it at like a birthday party. Twirl. Yeah, yeah, with no yeah. underwear on. You had to catch a glimpse of the red underwear. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty cool. But then I mean, like I, I was, I was shocked. Like I don't know about you guys, to see that scene where without her wig and without the makeup, mm. that that you know. That any Hollywood star would go that, there and yeah. then, you know, then then have the makeup reapplied in the scene. Like, yeah. that was Very the scene that, that yeah. won it all for me, kind of thing. Yeah. And she was so beautiful. Like, when they did the close-up of her with no makeup on, she Just, looked yeah. like a child. Yeah. She yeah. looked yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Well, that, that's the whole design of that scene, because you've got the mother berating her, mm-hmm. and Meryl Streep right. Stru- protects her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she does the thing that nobody ever does for her, which is remove her mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and that's the scene where she transcends it all. And even she has that great line when the mother goes off to talk to the, the paparazzi, um, and she says to Richard Dreyfus that better we're yeah we're better in public than we are in private. We're it's built a great for line. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great line. And then the doctor tries the doctor that pumped her stomach tries to pick her up. 
Well, he already he already tried earlier with he the flowers. He told me the flowers. Yeah. Peter was just excited to see Dreyfus again. I was like, hey, yeah. Dreyfus again. <laughs> he had to come back. He had to come back. Yeah. That's it? That's all? That's it? No. No? A Blue Rodeo? Was the band yes. Blue Rodeo was in there? Which I had never had never yeah, realized. Caught that in the credits? My aunt was a huge Blue Rodeo fan. They must have been kid. 20. Like, look at them. They're like kids. They must have just been breaking out. Yeah, really. At that point. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm looking up the Bechdel test information, because I think you're right. They have to have names as well. Mm-hmm. That's oh, another. Oh, these characters <laughs> have names. Yeah, they Mother have to and have daughter. names. They have to have names and talk about something other than a man. For a certain amount of time. And doesn't doesn't uh, the majority of the cast have to be... I don't think it has anything to do with the cast. There's nothing to do with that? No, it's just the fact that there has to be two women that don't talk about him. Talk about something other than a man. At least more, more than once or just once? Uh, I'm sure everyone's going to scream at me and I'm just like reading this off the yeah. internet vaguely. So please don't be mad at me. Uh, the Bechdel test asks whether a work of fiction features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man, the requirement that the two women must be named. About half of the films meet these requirements. Oh, I don't this think that's true. Anyway. Yeah. Ha- it says half film, half films. It says about, ha- this is, yeah, Wikipedia thinks that half of films pass this test. Oh, well, Wikipedia thinks that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a scene in Jurassic Park that, that, that has that. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but unless they're talking about a male dinosaur, does that count? I don't think so. Okay. I don't believe so. Um, I could have done without being afraid of seeing Randy Quaid's, not Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid's balls in the first five minutes of the movie. That stressed me out We actually a lot. saw that you were where you were going to. I was really afraid I was going to. That was no. She wasn't, though. She wanted to. No, no, I would have been like... And I was crying. His dyke was just like right in just, mid-frame. But yet you couldn't stop looking at like the hot dogs on the guy's desk. Like you were strangely obsessed with that in that in the agent scene. I wasn't strangely obsessed. I went, why are there hot dogs all over his desk? Which I seemed like a reasonable observation. I'm sorry, I, I think that guy was a real manager. I thought the Beckdale test to affinity. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> that seems on brand. Um... Yeah, no, it just was such a strange thing. And then also when he disappeared, I was like, oh, this, like, this is just, he's not, he's not a real star yet. Otherwise he'd have a bigger role. Who's that, Dennis Quaid? Quaid, yeah. I was like, oh, he just must be like, this must be Quaid's one of, no, it can't, At the well, beginning? Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the whole movie. You have people, like, bigger names popping pop, in. Pop in and out. It's really, I mean, the movie is McLean yeah. and Streep. Streep. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just a two-hander. And it's not really, I mean, plot-wise, it's not a... Hello. Well, a lot of story going on. But even the two of them, like, I was surprised. I wanted the movie to be more about them. And I found it str- I found it interesting how few sort of big blowout scenes there were between them, in a way. Like, I was like, oh, now they live together. And then there's the big scene when they come home that night, and she's, she's had a few drinks. And then that sort of last scene, to me, those are the sort of She makes that amazing ones. smoothie. Yeah. Which matches her robe, by the way. It's mm-hmm. like this yeah. lavender smoothie. Not an accident. No. <laughs> and and the like the scene where the where she comes home, the home party, the house. Yeah. Oh yeah, party. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they both have their song. Yeah. 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 Well, there's that moment right before they had that big fight where she, you know McLean knows she's taking something from the drug cabinet. Doesn't doesn't call her on it though. No. Right? Yeah. And you almost get the sense that she just wants to be able to have that ammo for later. Mm. You know, because then she, you know, the next time they see each other after the blow up is at the hospital when the mother's the one that has the DUI. Yeah. Uh, and it's publicly known at this point now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Now, there's, there's just really lovely parallels 
and whatnot in the movie with it. The, the mother character is the grandmother, I should say. The grandmother's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, that's no, the dad. The dad's, oh God, the, I love the dad. I forgot the dad in the movie. And, and are they so? Uh, and are they supposed to be? I mean, I don't know Debbie Reynolds' history, but are they supposed to be like kind of like small town Okies who now live kind of off their daughter? Is that is like? Are they? I Probably. don't know. I don't know. I, is this? This is. Yeah, this is based on a book. Yeah. 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 Carrie Fisher's so, bio, isn't it? I and I feel like yeah. I, I'm gonna say this without knowing for sure. So feel free to yell at me, internet. But I think it's actually the book itself is an autobiography. And when they adapted it for the movie, she changed names. Mm. Yeah. Right. It, made, it made it more right. fictional. Mm. Right. Um, but I think it was based on an autobiography. Right. Um, you can disprove that very quickly if you'd like to. No, I think you're <laughs> totally right. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you looked it up. But then, because the show, I mean, and Carrie Fisher's done a number, she did another one called Wishful Drinking, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would turn, was turned into a, a one woman show. show. Her one woman show. Yeah, she did. <laughs> The scene where the director is talking to the wardrobe woman Ugh. about how she's like not very good and unattractive and all the things that are wrong with her and her body and this that she's and she's like hiding in a clothing rack was so heartbreaking and so it's actually one of the hardest things to watch for me. And then as soon as it's over, another producer come, is waiting for her yes. to talk about her performance. Why was it the hardest thing? Because I feel like it. We see that seen a lot but maybe because I've, I'm in the business mm-hmm. it felt really close to the bone yeah. or maybe it was because you see that scene a lot but you don't see the effect that it has yeah. on the person mm-hmm. you just sort of see that scene talking about it and the person like feels bad but then they learn a lesson before the commercial break or whatever mm-hmm. they sort of get away from it but like she literally is smoking in the next scene they suggest mm-hmm. that maybe we should push her into smoking because it'll help her lose weight and the next scene, she starts smoking. Well, she does it on her own. No, nobody tells her to. Right, but that was a but nugget they, that was dropped, and she's still oh, insecure. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, they do tell her to. They're, they're, she's basically doing it before they have a chance to come up and embarrass no, her and tell but her But she's to. doing that throughout the entire movie. Like there's that during that sequence with um, when she's singing the song that her mother asked her to sing at the party, and in the middle of the bridge, her mother's like, "Take your take your sweater, yeah. your jacket off," and she does it begrudgingly, mm-hmm. you know. But she also seems to think it's the right move. You know, she's very easily swayed mm-hmm. by people that she... I don't know if it's... Not, not, I wouldn't say respect, but people that she... Or an authority, kind of, like... The, yeah. Even and then, Gene Hackman, that character. But, it, but it's great. Right after the song, too, there's this great moment where she gives Shirley MacLaine this evil glare, right? Where she's mm-hmm. just pissed off at her for what transpired. Because she was having a great moment, and then that happened, and mm-hmm. it kind of ruined it. So right as the song ends, she gives her mother this glare, and then two seconds later, her mother walks over and they have a big hug and kiss, and it's a love fest, you know? So it's just, it's interesting. But that's why I don't think she's easily swayed. I think she just has no agency in the film. Like, throughout the course of the film, she just doesn't get to make any of her own choices in general. People are just telling her what to do, and it's not like she's sort of naive and going, oh, well, they think they know best. Swayed isn't the right way. It's more that she doesn't stand up for herself. Well, just the dynamic of the mother-daughter relationship. I think she does. Yeah, I get that. No, I think not, not at that point. She does. She she gets there later on, but it's just more that like she's constantly deciding what hill she wants to die on, and she doesn't want to die on any. Well, and her humor is her standing up for herself. She she makes a jo- like every time yeah. someone tells her what to do, she makes a joke about it, and it kind of outsmarts them. The joke usually sort of gets blown past them, um, but still has to go along with the play. Yeah, mm. I think you're right. 
since since we're all in showbiz, like what what is what what resonates for you guys in terms of like a period piece, you know, from thirty years ago, and what still feels like it holds kind of sway. Well, or I kind of feel like I want to trap more actors in their trailers and ask them to do drug tests. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I was afraid they were going to make her pee right then. Those rooms are so small. Well, because there's a little toilet no, in I there. Know. Yeah. And in front of them. Can well, you just... that's how you do a drug test. You have I to understand. pee in front of somebody. I mean, I've heard. I've rumors. Um, yeah, no, I think... Pete, Pete knows all about that stuff. He's, he's, he's not even saying anything. He's like... I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as shit. <laughs> I've, never, I've never had to do one. But you, you've been on the other side. You've been on, you've been on the Rob Reiner side of that scene. Definitely not. Or the that's cre- why they send people to Dr. Who is the guy? Who's, who's, who's the guy? Oh, who's Waxman? Yeah. We did. We, 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 okay, everybody right did. Dr. Waxman. Who was the guy that was with him? It was the other producer? Or was that just... No, it's agent. agent. The okay. producer's agent? I know. I was like... No, no. The father, son, and who was Oliver Platt? Yeah, but so no, Rob Reiner the is the father. No, the third. No, but, no, the other producer the was Ghost. the guy that got her at the wardrobe stand. Oh right, no, the it, it was his agent. But I was like, it would make more sense <laughs> if it was his lawyer. But yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. why is he an agent? <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. Either way, right, I see, I it was not sketchily written all around. <laughs> it didn't matter. I just love that he was awkwardly standing there, yeah. having no real. Wanted to welcome, welcome you here. Welcome, welcome you here. In the most here. awkward, terrible way. I know you just got here, but he was such a. I love to make you feel shitty before yeah. anything happens. Cool, and then and we're I, gonna criticize the work that you do right afterwards for the rest of the film. Because yeah. her first day was in what is shitty. clearly a terrible movie. Oh, they tie her to a cactus. I love yeah. that one little yeah. moment uh, when she's dangling off the building, the fake building, and she just puts her hands up. That scene is famous. I've like seen yeah. that s- yeah. somewhere, and you're like that shot. I mean, it's shot. more that shot is used a lot as a still from this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, it's great. It's that was like movie magic for me when she lifted her hands. I was like, <laughs> that's how they do it. <laughs> but there's just a whole bunch. There's that. There's that scene on the boat where they're replacing the the glass, and it just goes black. And the playback is gone, and the guy pops up between them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, gun. She, she has the. I don't know. It's a funny, great moment where she pulls the the gun, the nice. blanks, and shoots Dennis Quaid. There's no way in any world the prop master would have let her leave that set with that gun. Yes, they would. Well, yes, she they obviously. Would. Would. Yes, oh, they in the mo- in the movie. In, in real life, movie. that that those rules only came in like yeah, in relatively 90? recently. Yeah, yeah. That was that was around the Crow era though. No, was, was that early nineties? The Crow. The Crow was like ninety seven. What oh. was it that late? Yeah. Someone's That's screaming at us on the internet. That's fine. <laughs> For sure. I'm going to say 96. Um, I'm going to say There's no way they'd have a gun. They let her walk set. off with her wardrobe. She'd probably just wardrobe she ran away. She ran away. She, yeah, she took yeah. off. Yeah, but right after the shot, those things get collected. 94. Ooh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Anyway, it stands to reason. They established that there's a gun wrangler there going gun, gun. So you would think that someone would be on her to take her gun. To, yeah. Well, that's, I was like, she's in her whole uniform, yeah. <laughs> including a gun, when she was like walking into his bathroom. I was like, Jesus. But it's easy enough to have like a fake prop gun that doesn't actually fire anything. You can have that. But anyone that fires a blank is collected the moment. Oh, that this one fired. She, yeah. Cut is called. Yeah. Apparently, Gene Hackman based his performance on real-life director Richard Donner. That I knew. I remember reading that yeah. before. I found him so creepy in the last scene. No, Gene no, I, I did. Had, like a fatherly yeah. daughter yeah. relationship. I saw that, and then it would drift over so slightly to something a little more romantic. Well, no, I, I got like, to ah. say, it kind of reminded me of you, like you and me. 
Except you're way younger. Do you know what I mean? Like, in a yeah. sense that, like, I get the sense that they'd work together a bunch. Like, imagine, they, had, they had respect and love for each other. Yeah. And, and they, to they, me, I they, never read that scene as... He gave a shit, like, about her well-being. Like, and he loves her. They love each other. And he like. was okay, because he's okay being tough with her. But I also didn't understand the construction of that scene. Like, how did the turn happen, and why did he all of a sudden believe that she was a great actress in the scene who was going to have a next part? Like, well, he tells her, he says, you're better in this movie than you deserve to be. Yeah. yeah, but I thought he was, like, giving credit to the editor who was over in the corner. No, I think, I think <laughs> it's just more the idea that he's just saying, like, you have so much talent, you don't even fucking read yeah, realize it. Oh, that even when you're I didn't off that. your yeah. rocker, right. you're still amazing. You're still, yeah. And how much better would you be if you could actually have control of all your senses? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's yeah. calling her while she's in rehab because she's refusing his phone calls. Yeah. Well, I thought no. that was because she had left the movie early. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I didn't understand why. Well, well, you don't... You, you, yeah, they don't explain if it's, there's, a, there's a passage of time between that and... And that night. Yeah, I love that little moment, too, when they're doing the looping, and he just kind of casually mentions that that was the best it was all day. Hmm. It was kind of heartbreaking. heartbreaking, Because that scene ends with uh, them saying, let's go back to ones, let's try it again. And so we, you know, we leave going on to the next scene going, oh, hopefully they got it. You know, we just kind of fill that in. Hmm. And to find that later, and then it leads to her eventual overdose. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I, I I, I, I know what you're saying. I think played ever so slightly differently it, that scene could definitely come off differently but I, I, I've never watched that scene and thought that he was trying to give off anything sexual oh, with her you know, it's think we're, we're just we, it's we, look, we look for those things now and we and especially in a period piece you'd see oh, them and, and, it's, go, oh, and it's not uncommon cool. yeah. being sort of p- patriarchal yeah. by saying like give me a shoulder to cry on but it, just the point it's not uncommon for that kind of relationship in those roles to be that way and yep. for it to, to pepper that way. But it does feel very much like there's a mutual respect and love and and tough love and, and honesty, really. There's an, there's an intimacy, and I think an intimacy of a level like that is so rare, so we paint it with other things mm. sometimes. Mm. But, yeah, no. I'm tired. Tommy's <laughs> like, are we done now? Oh. Hey, this is your movie. This is my favorite movie. No. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. yeah. You so you, you said just to follow up on that as we wrap up, you you said you weren't expecting that. Like, what kind of movie? I not knowing anything going in, like as it's going along, you're starting to set up your expectations as as the movie's telling you how to watch it. I just didn't realize. Like, I honestly had I had no idea what this movie was going to be about, and so when you guys kind of like introduced it, I was like, oh, okay. Like I, the mother daughter story, and literally had no idea. So just watching, I think the biggest thing for me was the performances and how um, how amazing they were. It makes you want to read. Have you ever read the book? No. It makes you want to go pick it up. I bet the library has it. Yeah, that's a good point. I might do the same thing. It's never dawned on me to read the book. Yeah, because I don't actually know Carrie Fisher's career or a lot of you know, like other than the ones we all. Know. Well, she's. I don't know how well it's known, but she was. Probably the bet one of the best Hollywood script doctors. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. she did, and you know, uncredited. Yeah. I don't think she has a lot of screenplay credits, but she was like a, a really high sought after script doctor in Hollywood for most of her. I think that was how she probably made most of her money. And Star yeah. Wars was it? Was well, Star Wars, of course. But I mean, like, yeah, but what? what the, the the later that didn't make any money. Yeah. That was yeah. just an art house. But even she was, she was. Uh, I mean, not that this is <laughs> a positive to her resume. But I think she rewrote most of the prequels. 
And she oh, did yeah. she did a lot of work on the on those scripts with George Lucas. Oh really? Um, and I think she did a lot of work on The Last Jedi with Ryan Johnson. He said he mentioned something about some of the one of his fondest memories of working on the movie was spending two months in bed with Carrie Fisher. Hmm. Because they would go over to her house and just like hang out in her bedroom and work. And then fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it was Cameron Crow. Probably. No. no, I'm kidding. Oh. No, but he just he but he meant he he spoke very fondly about how how amazing that relationship was and hmm. and how much he'll always cherish that. Ugh. Ugh. Depressing. Poor Carrie Fisher. No, awesome Carrie Fisher. She no, awesome amazing. Carrie Fisher. Oh yeah. She but it also makes me want to as much as Meryl Streep was amazing in this movie. It almost makes me want to see a version of this movie where it's Carrie, Carrie Fisher and Deborah Reynolds playing the parts. That's called a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's the Osborne. And it already yeah. exists. They already have. They had a reality TV show before they both died. They filmed it for. Oh really? What? Oh, they were shooting something, weren't they? Yeah, for HBO. Oh wow. Yeah. Did it ever air? I believe it did. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. And if they ever remake Postcards from the Edge, I'll postcards from the jump off the edge of a building. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why the name? I mean, it's obviously the title of our book, but do we know what the reference is? I think it's just poetic. Sanity. Edge of sanity. Or just like yeah. calling from like the edge of, you know, just yeah. from where you are. Just checking in. Checking in from. From the edge, being on the edge. Yeah. Here's some snapshots of my life when I almost didn't make it. Kind of. That said, if you were, I think, like, you, I think someone said that they'd make a glossier version of the remake. I think it would be the opposite. I think you'd see her falling harder. Mm-hmm. And hurting more people, mm. and and you'd see the the stakes would be higher mm. if this is remade. I think. Yeah, I, that's I, true. That's the, I think that, mm. that that's what I was surprised by is how kind of sunny. It actually well, and that is. is the one. Like, not to say it's a bad thing because I love the movie and I love mm-hmm. Meryl Streep in it, but I will say, like, the movie never really peaks. Never makes you feel like she's a bad guy. It never. She doesn't play like an anti-hero. She plays someone mm-hmm. that you just. Which is what I love about it. Yeah. No, it's great. I think it's fine. Yeah. But I just think it's like it's fun. never any. She never has to take responsibility for her actions in the movie, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, not not in major ways. How do you mean? Well, well I just think that is, you know, she's not really punished. Punished? What do you mean? Well, just for like, she doesn't undergo a kind of like, oh my god, like how how am I gonna survive? And then it's through this relationship that she fixes with her mother. I I, I actually think it, it, yeah, I think a lot of it, a lot of the turning point for her was the conversation that she had with her director. I think it really hit home for her. Don't you think that that was the shift and like, don't fuck it up? Well, yeah, but the movie doesn't fail because of her drugs. You know what I mean? There's no cost shown other than her stomach getting pumped. The cost is like a bad boyfriend experience, the kind of couple of things like that. There's no sort of cost associated with her addiction other than... I shouldn't think she's not mom. punished. I mean, she has to overhear people giving her shit, t- saying shit about yeah. her behind her back. Oh. There is all that. Um, like, But her biggest, like, her transformative moment really happens in this one little scene where she decides to throw up the pill that she just took. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the arc of her growth there. Yeah. And then she goes and she's Gene Hackman and he... There's something beautiful, though, about knowing that there's, like, an inner personal journey uh, that we don't see. No, I, I like that. It's so that, clear. It is refreshing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying is, like, a modern version of it, you would be, you'd be yeah. upping all those right. things. So th- there's a nice, there's a nice subtlety to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I really liked about that. Yeah, no. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's what I meant. I don't, I, I, I don't. It seems mean, more realistic to me. Yeah, well, it's more honest. Or even Gene yeah. Hackman has that line where he says, in real life, people have revelations a month later. Yeah, you know, they don't. 
it doesn't happen in the instant, like the movie. Yeah. And you know, you like what I just said because it sounds like movie dialogue. Mm. You know, where I think, and that's what I mean. I think a remake of this would just amp all those things up. The irony being that it, it would kind of take away from all the things the movie's commenting on. Mm. Uh, so I didn't mean to make it as a detriment to the movie itself. It's more of an observation. Mm. I'd love to know if she wanted it to be a movie or or how much it I was her drive tradition. versus well, she wrote the reading the well yeah, yeah but I know but did he read the book and say let's make this a new movie like how much did she want her own life to kind of then be reenacted like I wonder well, if, I Debbie, wonder, wonder, if no. Debbie Reynolds is then you like could the playing character you could argue that she probably wanted it to be a movie just as much as her daughter did. yeah maybe yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but there's one thing to write a memoir about your addiction. It's another thing to then have like one of the top directors be like. No, so. I think the memoir was about her relationship with her mother. Mother. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, right. Yeah, I have like. like oh, I, can't, I, I wonder. I, like uh, to me, I, would, I in my mind, I thought I went to the book is about her entire life, mm-hmm. and when they made it into a movie, they had to choose an Reception, antagonist, yeah. so they they compressed it. Like that's that's the way I would imagine. I think the adaptation I think, would go. You know, not having read it, obviously, but I think for some reason, the the book is about her battling with her addiction issues, and the mother's story is definitely part of that. But it's it's about her. How that came to be. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like it's about her like hitting rock bottom and getting her shit back together, I think. Maybe it's the kind of thing where there's a line that you've already quoted, which is uh, when she says we're better in public than we are in private. Maybe that was sort of the thing, like sort of air all your grievances out there to work them out, like Mm. let them be as public as possible. We we lead such public lives anyway Mm -hmm. uh, to sort of take some of the sting out of not being perfect. And not living up to that expectation. Yeah, and and if she's already written the book, it's not like she, they're hiding the story. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So at that point, why not make the movie? She started, especially if Mike Nichols is calling. Well, she struck yeah. me as the kind of woman who just kind of shot from the hip in general. Yeah, I think what I like about Carrie Fisher too is the idea that she just doesn't suffer fools or give a shit. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of air you get from her. She's like, just like, this is who I am, and there's some kind of beautiful freedom in that too of mm-hmm. being. You know what? I'm gonna talk about this period of my life and and by talking about it I control it yeah yeah. they even bring up Joan Crawford in the movie mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mommy yeah. dearest kind of world yeah cause flawed people have nothing to hide cause they're sort of open, not flawed people people who are who are on people who have suffered things that are seen as public failures are often just sort of like public about all their failures cause they're like I got nothing to, to lose yeah mm-hmm. where, where the Debbie Reynolds uh, character had everything to lose. Like, all she had was her well, reputation be. and mm-hmm. how yeah. people perceived her. I think, for me, it's the kind of thing, it's like, as long as, she, you know, she had to sign off from her mom, I, you know, I think it's fine. Did Eddie Fisher leave her to marry Elizabeth Taylor? Is that yeah, how it I works? Believe I believe right. so, yeah. So she would already had, she'd already been in the scandal papers oh, yeah. probably her whole life. Wow. Yeah. Hollywood royalty. Uh, mm. Final thoughts. This is my favorite movie that I've ever watched on this podcast. Ah! Mm-hmm. I love hearing that. Better than Groundhog Day? Better than Groundhog that's Day. Fair. That's fine. I'll take that. It's a different kind of movie. If Meryl Streep was in Groundhog Day, maybe it would have If Meryl Streep was the Groundhog. Yeah. She, you don't know that she was. Tony Phil. You don't know that she didn't voice that role. I wouldn't. I, I, for myself, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it at the top of my Mike Nichols collection. No. But just to just to sit and watch Shirley MacLaine and, and Meryl Streep and marvel at 
kind of how responsive they were, are and just yeah. the kind of it's, it's the the energy the, it, that they provide. It's, it's lighter just, than his usual fare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of in the working girl kind of world a little mm-hmm. bit. But, yeah, it, like, they're so miraculous. Yeah. As, I was hooked by the... Uh, when they did the scene with the songs, that's where I kind of went, okay, this is going to be okay. Yeah. Up to then, I was like... Geek! Have you seen Carnal Knowledge? I've never seen Carnal Knowledge. <gasps> no, I know. What, I've what read is that. Carnal Knowledge? Yeah, Carnal Knowledge is one of Mike Nichols' earliest films. Art Garfunkel. Art Garfunkel what? plays the... It's Jack Nicholson, Art Garfunkel, and margaret yeah. and... Sophie Loren? No, I don't know. Not Sophie Loren. That's all I got. Uh, I can't remember the fourth. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's... Have you seen Closer? Yes. Mm-hmm. So picture Closer, because Meg Nichols, Meg Nichols also directed Closer. Yes. It's like Closer 40 years before. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's a phenomenal movie. And Jack Nicholson is amazing oh, in no. it. Oh, no. If it's young Jack Nicholson, I must. Yeah. Oh, it's and so it's good. it's all over... I think Robert McKee and Story like, talks about it all the time. It's so like, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like a four-hander, and it's just phenomenal. Like Wait. Carnage. No Carnage, the play turned. I don't know. Movie? Yeah. No, no, no. Carnal Knowledge. No, but, but like, Sadder. Sadder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah, and our Garfunkel. It's I think it's the only starring role. Yeah. Probably. Uh, and he's pretty good in it. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll set up a night where we. Yeah, that may be my black hole. I'm gonna I'm gonna might come back for that one. Okay, well, it's pretty. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite movies, and I, and I haven't watched it in forever either. So I feel like Pete has a final thought. Um, well, I was just gonna say I really enjoyed it. I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen <laughs> Carnal Knowledge. Yeah, so that's a big good. black hole for all of you. Yeah, it's yeah. a great it's a bunch great, of virgins great movie. back. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, but this like it was like watching a play. Yeah, it was yeah, very yeah, nice. It was yeah. like long takes where you could just see uh, the actors do their thing, which was very nice. And also, guys, uh, it wasn't Cameron Crowe, <laughs> but it was Stephen Brill, oh. the guy who's also a director. <laughs> who's, who's oh, Brill? really? Yeah. Oh my God! Hilarious. What has he directed? Um, okay. <laughs> How did you know to find that? He's been searching. I've been searching. Robert Taylor knocked Wait, up. No, no, hold oh, on. He wrote actor, them. actor. Damn it. Oh, actor. Was he a? No. Was he? Had he? Oh, did he have any other actors? Mr. Deeds and Little Nicky. <laughs> he's he, in Mr. D. No, he directed. An episode of Mr. D. No, Mr. D. Let's bring in can going in here. Come on. And Heavyweights was his first film. So he directed the really bad Adam Sandler kind of like uh, basically the same as Cameron Crowe. <laughs> yeah, virtually the yeah. same. Yeah, that's nice. What level of director? How did you search for that even? <laughs> I thought you were casting another. Oh All right, God. Tommy's out here, coach. <laughs> Tommy's out of here. Mom's kicking we love it around. You, you we love you, Meryl Streep. I know it's it was my movie. I told you from the get this was a selfish venture podcast. She's gone. We can keep on talking. Tommy's leaving. <laughs> yeah. I when I'm tired, there's no. Alright. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I mean, that was a 48 minute conversation. I think we got it all in there. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious. Thanks for joining us for Postcards from the Edge. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter at Lalon Jeremy and go to Facebook for Black Hole Films. Leave a review there or an Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to this thing. 
And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.